weeks ago on Joanna's program, when Joanna was actually here, Gillian Copeland uh, came in to discuss a new, well, new to us anyway, yoga, called Sahaji, I think that is the correct pronunciation. Well, at that time, Gillian wanted to uh, know if it was possible for her to bring Sri Mahaja Nimala Devi back think I pronounced all that correctly and we said yes we'd be delighted well we are delighted because both Gillian and uh, Mahaji are with us Gillian first welcome and thank you for coming back thank you and now maybe you could give us some information about Mahaji um, Sri Mataji is the wife of a very prominent gentleman in uh, the maritime organization and she has spent quite a lot of her time giving self-realization to people who want it and for your for your people who are listening I would ask them as an experiment if they could please put their hands palm outwards while Sri Mataji is talking and see if you can feel a cool breeze on your hands if you can then I would urge you to come to our meeting at Brighton Centre this evening at 7.30 and find out what it is you are feeling. That sounds very interesting. May I turn to you and say welcome. Um, is it a new, it seems more med meditation than actual yoga which I've always led to believe was exercise? Actually, in the yoga that you exercise, it's just a wee part of the whole thing which is called as Patanjali Yoga. And Could this, you explain that? Yeah, that has got eight folds in the Patanjali Yoga and was practiced thousands of years back in India where we had a different system of education where children went to the Guru and the Guru had to teach these things in a very celibate manner and they had to lead a life, a complete celibate life, not a married life at that time. Mm -hmm. But in that also, the most important thing and the first thing they were taught was how to establish God within yourself, it was called as Ishvara Pranidhana. And without that, they would not go into any of these exercises because these exercises are to be done according to the need of the body and not indiscriminately. Mm -hmm. And the need of the body is according to the centers that are within us and these centers can only be known if we are allowed to awaken a force which is called as Kundalini within us, which gives you Self-Realization. Can you explain Kundalini to me? I, I, it's a word I don't know. Yeah. Kundalini is the force that lies within the sacrum bone at the base of the spinal cord which is actually the power of desire within you, which is the pure desire, the desire by which you feel completely satisfied and absolutely blessed. Because they do not give you satisfaction. So you're saying that the Kundalini is, is a feeling, it's not... It's an energy. It's an energy. It's an energy. Mm -hmm. And that energy starts rising within us when there is someone who is authorized not by human beings, but by the Divine Power, who can awaken it. And when it is awakened, you can see the pulsation of the Kundalini, just like heart in that bone, sometimes in some people, where 
they have some sort of an obstruction. But if the person is absolutely normal, has led a very mo life of moderation, mm -hmm. an innocent person, the Kundalini rises, shoots off in no time. It takes place of a second and it pierces through the fontanelle bone area on top of your head and that's how you get your real, actual baptism. Uh, what is a ch chakras? Chakras are the centers which are subtle centers within us placed in the medulla oblongata and in the brain. Those chakras actually manifest in the gross, what we call the plexuses. Like we have Muladhar chakra, it manifests the pelvic plexus. Then we have uh, aortic plexus is manifested by another Swadhisthana chakra. Are these again, these chakra, are they uh, sensations, feelings or are... They are energy uh, All centers. energy centers again. And this gives you the, the well-being? Complete well-being. See, because these are the sources of our well-being. When our uh, resources are limited before realization, we have very limited resources and when we start using too much of them through sympathetic activity, then we get exhausted. And when these centers are exhausted, then we get the sickness. We might get it physical, mental, emotional and also spiritual sickness. And we can control this, can we? Yes, then when the Kundalini awakens, it enlightens those and nourishes those centers. By that nourishment, mm -hmm. they, we can recover and then it... If it isn't working, how can we w awaken it? You see, it is a, a simple thing. I would give an analogy like a, an, a, say, a candle is not enlightened and some enlightened candle has to enlighten. In the same way, if somebody is an enlightened person, that person can enlighten the candle or we can say the other person. What does the word Sahaja mean? Sahaja. Saha means with and Ja means born. Is born with you. Saha means with. With. And Ja means born with you. Whatever is born with you also is spontaneous and easy. For example, we breathe spontaneously and uh, it's easy thing to do. So it's the easiest thing to get your yoga mm -hmm. and also it is spontaneous of the living force of the living God. Yoga, it's a word we've come to know yeah. as part of our language yeah. but may maybe we don't understand. No, no, no. That's not the way that the way you have understood yoga is no yoga. It's just physical exercise. Yes, exactly. Exercises yeah. with yeah. a certain way of making us relax yeah. through yeah. the physical e yes. exercise. But you're not but saying yoga that. Yoga means the union. It has two meanings. One, it means the union with the divine or union with the all-pervading power or you can say union with your spirit. That's one. The another one means kaushalam, means deafness. That means you must have the deafness to handle the divine technique. That is only possible after you have achieved your Self-realization, not before that. Mm. Because God also has got great machinery, something like this He has got, <laughs> all telecommunication and everything. But we don't know that. We have never felt that all-pervading power. This is the first time when you get a Self-realization, you feel it. But you might not have heard about it before because it was all a secret science. But in India people know about it. Mm. It has been there since thousands of years, thousands, sixteen thousand years back a book was written about it. So you can imagine. Yes, yeah, been around a long time. But has 
Sahaja yoga been around uh, that many years, thousands of years? It or? was. It was. In uh, everybody who got realization got through only that. And when Christ also said you are to be born again, he said the same thing. Mm -hmm. But today, the only important thing about the modern Sahaja Yoga is that it has become a Maha Yoga in the sense that thousands of people can get realization simultaneously at the same time. How? I have worked out some technique by which we can. Perhaps you can tell us some of those techniques now. You see, the technique was when I was born, I understood that it has to be for the masses now. If you just have it for one person, nobody understands. Nobody understood Christ. That's why He was crucified. And that's why it is important that people should be given Self-Realization, not individually, but en masse. So, in my own way, I meditated into the subtle beings of human beings to find out what are the permutations and combinations of their barriers mm -hmm. and how they do, they do not get it so easily. After finding out the ways and methods uh, by which I could somehow or other raise my own Kundalini and achieve the mass uh, realization, I could do it and I have been doing it. Could you give me some, oh, it's very difficult, indication of how I, say for example, or somebody who's listening who would be interesting, could start <coughs> to get this self-realization? As I told you, it's a very spontaneous thing. You are already ready for it. See, like a seed is already ready for sprouting. Mm -hmm. As soon as you put it in the Mother Earth, it sprouts. In the same way, it will be done. But for that, you don't have to do anything. In the beginning, I have to do something about it or somebody who is enlightened. And then you can take over and you can do it to others also. It's like one light enlightens another and that same light can enlighten another. It goes on. What do you do? What we do is to just you have to put your hands towards me. That's all. Physically and, or yes, just physi mentally? No, physically. Mm -hmm. Physically because the fingers that we have and have got all these seven centers, the hands have got seven centers and they get enlightened and then the Kundalini starts rising and then you feel the cool breeze coming out of your head and you start feeling cool breeze coming to your fingers also. I feel seriously very enlightened already and very interesting. How long are you going to be in England for? My husband is re-elected now, this is the third time in anniversary. <laughs> And where are you giving your lectures? Uh, now I've come to uh, this place and uh, it's called as the Brighton Centre where I'm giving lecture tonight. At what time? About 7.30. Is there any admission fee? No, nothing. You can't pay for it. You can't pay for it. It's free. It's quite slow. And you're just here for the one evening? Yes, I was here yesterday and again today. Tonight I'll be here. But I'm in London for quite some time. I travel all over England and also I travel all over the world, I should say, and India especially. Thank you very much indeed for coming in, both Gillian and Mahati. Thank you so may much. May God bless you, and may God bless all your listeners too. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.